This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Let's uh, turn attention now to the COVID-19 related matters. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases says that uh, teenagers between the ages of 15 uh, and 19 are testing positive for COVID-19 at a higher rate than other age groups. This was revealed in uh, the COVID-19 surveillance testing summary report for week 34, which is based on data collected up to the end of August 2021. On the line is the acting executive director of the National Institute for Communicable Diseases, Professor Adrian Purin. Good morning to you, Prof, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, TJ, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for the um, opportunity. Well, does this uh, come as a surprise to you at all? I mean, especially given the fact that uh, up to now, we certainly have uh, had the impression that, uh, you know, younger people, certainly in this age groups, are less susceptible uh, to the virus. Uh, Is this a reflection of uh, this uh, current variant uh, that has, um, you know, that had brought us the third wave, this Delta variant, or what is this a reflection of? Yes, thank you. Uh, it, it is an interesting question, and I think we still need to understand why this is happening currently. If you look, as you mentioned, if you look at the first and second resurgences, um, the uh, children in that particular age category uh, were, at, you know, had lower, very low incidences compared to to the adults. However, it's, this pattern has changed in particular provinces. Um, for example, if you look at the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, and KwaZulu-Natal as, as examples. Um, the incidence in this in these in this age category has certainly changed. Possible reasons um, for that, uh, for example, could be um, that this group may have what is called an immunity gap, and therefore um, compared to the adults, or that there may well indeed be particular clusters um, that are possibly accounting for these particular um, observations. I think what will be important now is obviously because, as you know, hospitalizations um, is a lag. We should we should really keep an eye out what this effect is with regard to um, severity of disease. Indeed. And what are we finding in terms of, uh, well, when these uh, in this cohort that is now uh, seemingly uh, contracting the COVID-19 at a higher rate uh, in terms of how the the, the virus manifests and once they've uh, contracted it, are we seeing what are we seeing in terms of the level of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the seriousness of the cases? Yes, again, I don't think we have much information Mm. at at this time to answer that question. And coming back to your very important point, as you know, there is the um, more transmissible variant in circulation. Um, Does that also account for what we're seeing in children? And therefore, um, will we see more severe disease? I think will be an important question that that we need to answer in the next uh, weeks or so. As as, as I said, there is a lag in terms of hospitalization. So we, we just need to determine what will happen in the next week or so to answer that, those mm-hmm. types of questions, very really critical questions. Tell us about also what, uh, the, 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 what the, the, the surveillance testing summary, what the report found uh, in terms of the te- levels uh, uh, of testing amongst uh, the, the, this cohort. 
Yeah, so again, I think there's a fair degree of, of testing. Again, I don't, I don't think we always have this disaggregation um, by age, but the, and that's why I think we mm. do uh, attribute it possibly to increased testing, especially you know if there are clusters and outbreaks at schools, and obviously the the testing would um, increase. But I haven't seen a, a marked change in that, but it, it is possible that that has actually occurred as well, because very often, as you know, we um, only have the aggregates per province, for example. Right. And then uh, the other thing, obviously, now that is of uh, interest is uh, uh, the vaccine, uh, the vaccination rate amongst, uh, well, in all age groups, really. We have seen that, uh, um, of course, this particular cohort was the last uh, now to, to, you know, to be allowed to take up the vaccine. What are we seeing there in terms of uh, the uptake? Yes, so I think the the uptake has certainly um, increased um, with time. However, again, the the way in which some of this is reported, um, you can't always get a sense of what the actual coverage is. So, you know, even though you may say that uh, 25% of the population has received, above the age of 18 has received vaccination, you know, the actual breakdown per category, I think, will be an important um, indicator for us to really know what coverage we're actually um, achieving. That will be very important. Right. Um, the the other interesting thing, obviously, is that now we are also. I mean, the minute I see the minister of health has also spoken about, uh, um, or at least uh, sought to assure uh, the public about this uh, variant that has been uh, classified as a variant of interest. I'm talking here about the C12 um, yeah. uh, uh, variant. What, what what are you seeing as a NICD on in as far as that's concerned? I mean, how are you looking at this one? Yes, so we try to monitor as um, systematically as we can um, throughout the country. So in other words, specimens are selected from the different provinces um, to give us a sense of what is in circulation. So at this point, um, it's a variant of interest for South Africa or under uh, monitoring rather than a variant of of interest um, because that's more a technical term that the WHO uses. So because it's only circulating at a levels of, say, just on 2 to 3%, it's still sickening at fairly low levels. Mm. And therefore, it is important for us to just to keep track of any changing patterns um, in, in the numbers, at least, uh, with this particular variant. And so, as you can see, the, the WHO puts it under um, monitoring, as well as I think various other countries does say, well, let's monitor this particular virus and let's see what actually happens. And, then, and in addition, we will also look at um, the biological responses of this particular variant to determine whether or not um, its responses to um, vaccine and or previous infections, um, the responses are still maintained or if they are have declined, would they still be um, effective? Because I think that would be um, very important regardless, I think, yes. All right, Professor um, Adrian Purin, thank you so much as always for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the opportunity. That is uh, the acting um, executive director of the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. So, yeah, um, uh, still early days in terms of uh, determining uh, or making, drawing uh, strong conclusions, but certainly the data is showing that uh, uh, 15 to 19-year-olds are testing positive uh, um, at a higher rate. And I wonder, yeah, whether this also has to do maybe with the way that younger people are conducting themselves are maybe less compliant with the non-pharmaceutical interventions in the sense of like wearing masks, social distancing and all of that. These are the, this is the age group of the turn-up, is it not? So yeah, very interesting. This is the Power Breakfast on Power 98.7. It's 7 o'clock. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.